a lot more people think they have a tough boss than they actually do. We tend to sometimes overread the signals and it's important to be a little bit more or cut them some slack as they say. Initially, I think I also got a little carried away that I need to push the other person. But then I realized the difference between me, myself and my ego is two different things, right? So I just have to let go and letting go is very tough. And one of the biggest wins of successful managers, the fact that they get to know their employee both as individuals and as companies. You know, relationships are an integral part of life. Now, whether you talk about college love or talk about your life partner or one of the most important relationships being the one at work and that to a professional one with your manager. Not knowing how to manage our managers can cost us our mental peace. But hey, what if you land in a similar situation all over again? It's just an endless loop that we fall in. In this episode, We'll try and explore how we can effectively manage and thrive with our managers. From transitioning dilemmas like quitting or switching your job to the dreaded career breaks. From make or break situations like negotiating CTCs or handling feedback between peers. To people related complexities like having a difficult manager or a toxic work environment. Workwise, we cover it all. Hi, welcome to Workwise with Nokri, a show to help you work better and accelerate your career. I'm Devas Gupta. I'm Meher Sindhu Batra. I'm Deepak Parikh. We'll be your podcast hosts, helping you better tackle those work woes. To help us understand this better, we've invited Lloyd Mathias. Lloyd has experience of working with several managers. He's also led large teams in his long career in different organizations like HP, Tata, Motorola, and PepsiCo. Lloyd, welcome to the show. And uh, I really wanted to sort of understand from you, is there a way for the employees to identify that we're dealing with a difficult boss? I would say some part is really recognizing the telltale signs of difficult managers. The second is coming to terms with it to some extent. But most importantly, I think, is to recognize what's driving those slightly difficult managers. Is it uh, interpersonal issues? Is it something specific in their personal life? Or is it just that they have some degree of a discomfort with you specifically? And I think therefore recognizing that you really have a bad boss is a challenge. My surmise is that a lot more, you know, people think they have a tough boss than they actually do. We tend to sometimes overread the signals. Interesting point there about overreading the signs, but sometimes it's a reality rather than our perception of that situation. And to get insights on that, I also had a chat with Sandeep Kocher, who you might have heard in our previous episode. And this is what he had to say about how at one point he too exhibited toxic behavior as a boss and what he did next once he realized it. Initially, I think I also got a little carried away that I need to push the other person. But then I realized that, you know, it's a very silly thing. I also realized that if you give freedom and independence to people, people do act responsibly because they feel that they have been given this, uh, you know, for some reason or purpose. And hence, uh, they feel obliged. 
if you treat people well with respect, then I think people do feel that they need to give back. Uh, and then I realized the difference between me, myself and my ego is two different things, right? So I just have to let go um, and letting go is very tough. I mean, how do you think that can be done? How can we read uh, what's going on with the manager? First is important very early on in the relationship, as soon as you're hired, is to take the first week or so to really get to know your boss, right? I think the best way to do it, my belief is, is that when you first start working with your boss, uh, you know, you should sit down and have a conversation about how he likes things done, right? I think we all have to recognize the absolute criticality that if our boss succeeds, then we have a good chance to succeed. So one is leveling the ground. And I think very often, a lot of employees don't take that first week in fortnight to try and understand the expectation of the boss. One doesn't have to compromise oneself completely, but I think a lot of issues one needs to work. For example, in my career, you know, I have had diff different bosses, some difficult, some not so difficult. And I think a little bit of a change in approach normally helps. My question stems from the point of insecurity. Has it ever happened that the manager gets insecure with the employee's success? I'd love to hear from you because you've been in a position where you've been led by managers and now as a manager, you've led people. The truth is it has. I think we have to recognize that people at various levels across organizations have a bit of insecurity. So it is not uncommon. A good employee, I think, has to adopt a good team player approach. And the key to being a good team player is really recognizing that it's teamwork and to bring the V before the I. I think then the moment there's a shared vision and a shared victory, then I think the insecurity is reduced. Obviously, projects that you've championed, will, you'll get your share of you immediately from your boss and clearly from the world at large. But understand that in terms of your appraisal, the biggest weightage is going to be your boss. Right? Like I always said, your boss's success is a big factor in your success because at the end of the day, he's going to secure your appraisal. Right? So I think making your supervisor and your boss look good uh, is not just uh, a nice to do. I think it's a must do. Now we spoke about having a difficult manager and uh, the interesting part there is we've spoken about even when you have a difficult manager and you've tried to get feedback from the manager and the employee is doing as much as he can to get that work done, get that performance appraisal, get that five-star rating. The employee is not getting that appraisal. He believes that he's a part of a toxic work culture. And the only thought that, that goes on in his or her head is, when can I get out of this? The one thing that reduces toxicity is good, transparent communication. Uh, you know, so I think the more you proactively try to reach out to your supervisor, to your boss, to understand what's happening, I think the less is the likelihood of toxicity building up. The second kind of tip I may offer is that I think now and then it's good to have a conversation or open a conversation with your boss and supervisor saying, hey, can I do something? The moment a manager senses that an employee is hungry, wants to do something new, something interesting, then he recognizes that this is not purely a mechanical guy who comes in, you know, does his four tasks and says, I want to get the hell out of you. So you've got to seem like, hey, you want the organization to succeed. You want the manager to succeed. You want to succeed. And now and then you're willing to show an interest and in an activity uh, that is not strictly within that role, right? Initially, it might sound like, you know, why do I want to put myself in bigger trouble? But very often, that's when people start recognizing that, hey, here's a guy who's got more than just 
you know, what his work demands. And that tends to overall reduce uh, toxicity. Assuming that the boss is not difficult, right? Assuming that uh, you have a very cordial relationship with your um, boss, the employee has a very cordial relationship with, with his or her manager, right? Uh, what can we as employees do to maintain a strong professional bond with our managers? I think one, stating up front or rather being focused on the larger goals of the organization helps. Two is, like I said, understanding what makes your manager tick. What does he care about? What keeps him up at night? What would he love you to do more of what you're doing or what you're doing less of? What frightens him? How much importance does he place on impressing others? How does he measure success and what does he think about failure? I think once, like I said, you understand his drivers, his motivation, I think that makes for a great uh, you know, team cohort. The other point I would say is, as a team player, how do you work with other colleagues, ensuring a better workplace? And I think the onus is very often on employees, how they get together and say, this is the areas that you should tackle. A watch out is don't badmouth your manager, either with your peers or with others. I think that's, to my mind, a CLM, a very limiting move. But getting the team together saying, hey, how do we get this thing changed is always positive. You mentioned earlier about, and we spoke about, Setting that environment right where both the employee and the manager can thrive and grow together. And two things, in my opinion, is necessary to do that. One, we already spoke about is great communication. Second, I'd say would be expectations management. Now, as an employee, and this works both ways, right? As an employee, I might have certain expectations from my manager. So to create an environment where both of us can thrive, uh, how can expectation management be set right from the word go? I would say, you know, expectation management is all about recording clear objectives, right? And therefore, organizations that spend a lot of time translating the larger organization purpose and objectives down to departmental level, management level, individual employee level, I think eliminate a lot of that issues. Within that structure, I think it's very important to have deep boss subordinate conversations where clearly expectations are set right and therefore i would say the onus very often is on the employee to understand clearly from the boss what is the expectation when you hand over a project to me are you going to tell me the clear guidelines are you going to tell me clear timelines how often do you want me to keep you updated right if i need help do i need to come back to you or do i need to find that help in the resource myself so i think Expectation setting is absolutely critical. So each one knows uh, what they're up against. And expectation setting should not just limit to work-related things, but also in terms of you know bonuses, in terms of learning budgets, in terms of traveling budgets. The other point, like I said, that expectation setting and good organizational culture should foster is a win-win scenario. Right? The moment employees know that when they're giving it their best shot and the company succeeding, they're going to win. Right? They win every which way in terms of better work culture, better rewards, better ESOPs, whatever it takes. Can the manager and the employee be friends outside of work? How do we set that boundary? That, and how do we maintain that relationship between professionalism and friendship? Absolutely. So my first point is that managers and employees not just can be friends. I think they must be friends. Two, I think that it's perfectly okay to go out for lunches, to go out with your boss, to visit him at home. I think we live in a 
completely egalitarian equal world and i think that's perfect fine i think it's just important for employees to be a little mindful that the person that they are socializing with who's their best buddy or whatever else is also their boss at some level you know he's going to sit through an appraisal so i think it's more an employee that may should be a little watchful that i'm still friends but i won't take liberties beyond a point right so i won't do things specifically in the organization that seems to show over familiarity with your manager but as far as uh, being friends i think it's not just uh, you know can i think it's a must thing and i think great managers you know also become you know soulmates and confidants of their employees and i think that's a very positive sign thank you for that wonderful insight this is a very sensitive topic and i'm sure the listeners must have gained immense value out of it next sandeep sheds some light on how one can establish the boundaries knowing the culture of our country yeah so i think one of the bits is that you uh, let the other person know in some ways or the other maybe not uh, directly but indirectly um, you know for example if your boss is calling you uh, you may just drop a message and say could i just i'm driving could i call you back in a minute now that is a very simple thing rather than you picking up the phone putting it on speaker and then trying to struggle with the answer uh, you can just drop that message and then you after um, you know after 5 10 minutes uh, you can then call the person back i think if you do it a few times then the boss will also realize what's happening here yes there'll be sometimes some bosses are very strange that they will want you to immediately do something and a lot of bosses will come to you and say hey this has to be done now i think our culture is such that hierarchy is like ingrained in our culture and so also is politics if you look at it those are the two very big uh, things that you'll see in indian corporate jobs and uh, and one part of that hierarchy is really about uh, you know person's elder to you or the person's got a bigger designation than you uh, these are things if you go to the us you won't find this happening with a boss i mean i remember once i uh, this boss of mine he used to not approve things very fast and at the end when the appraisal came he would say you didn't do the work so i got very pissed off by this and uh, i just picked up the phone and called his boss who was in the us and i told him look there's this gentleman sitting next to me who's <laughs> who's not approving things and our work is getting stuck and you know and later on if you tell me that things are not happening so it's not my fault now obviously that's a very i mean it's not a great thing to do by the way so i took that big risk and i did that and next day when i came into office i saw a man with red cheeks completely angry <laughs> as if he's baying for my blood <laughs> and the moment he saw me he started to yell at the top of his voice i thought that maybe he'll just fire me but guess what he didn't he actually promoted me but essentially you just keep pushing the boundary and say okay what will happen if i do this <laughs> so you know you keep trying and coming to a model which works for you then well that gave us an insight and helped us figure out how to navigate often our fragile relationships with the managers the way to having access to a positive nurturing and stimulating work environment comes down to the simple step of transparent communication being on the same page with a manager is the answer for all those employees who wish to work well with their bosses and learn Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Workwise with Nokri. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Also, do share this with your friends who'd benefit from this episode. 
I'm curious to know, how do you manage your manager? Is there anything that we all can learn from? You can share your perspective on Twitter and LinkedIn and use the hashtag WorkWise with Nokri. Three of the best perspectives will get a special surprise from us. So go ahead and share your perspective on your social media. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I am Deepak Parikh and you are listening to WorkWise with Nokri, a career podcast from Nokri.com produced by Wine Studio. Thank you.